This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code KINDOFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Your hair's looking on point today. Is Greg. it? On Here's point. the on problem fleek. with the hair right now, I'll tell you what. I got this girlfriend, Christine. Mm. Love her to death. Mm-hmm. But the problem is she's on this fucking herbal, fucking no mm. orga- organic everything bullshit. Whatever. And for the most part, I don't care. Right? She yells at me every day that I have to put face cream on after after I, when I'm coming to bed. After what? And she always waits for me to get into bed. After I come out of the bathroom when I'm ready for going to bed. Okay. What, what happened before then? Usually Marvel heroes. Anyways, she yells at me, you got to put this face cream on your face. But then I've already been touching my phone. So I do like the, she's like, fucking. I she gave me this hair gel now. She's trying to replace my hair gel. And it's the, the hair, I've been using that Garnier Fructis. Oh, yeah. For I'm years very familiar with that. The little, the green little the putties, thing. You open yeah, up this yellow stuff, top. You, I, had to come, I had to come borrow yours at PAX East a lot. Yeah, it was good. By the way, that's the pure one, Tim Gettys. Hello. And so now she's got me this new one that's the organic thing or whatever. And it's just trying to find the right balance of how much to use. Because mm. I had used it, and then we filmed a bunch of Let's Plays. And I looked mm. at my hair, and I was like, that shit is not holding. But today, I put a little bit more in. Yeah. Use it in a different way. It seems like so far... The jury's in if you're listening to Nick Scarpino. I look fucking amazing. You keep saying this term, the jury's in, but you're saying the jury's in when you say it. Is it like roof, where I don't know that I'm saying the, wrong, the word wrong? It's yeah. just how my how my Chicago accent pronounces it. I hate the it when people say in. wolf. Is that I say, say it right wolf. there? The jury is in. Get out of here. The jury is Am in. Am I saying it right or wrong? Jury. Jury, yeah. Okay, but you, I've been saying jerry. The, you the jerry is in is what I've been saying. All right. That was Colin Moriarty, everybody. What's wrong? Oh, you're freaking out of your glasses? My glasses. The pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. They don't look dirty. They feel but dirty. if they're dirty to you, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter that yeah, they nobody can see that they're dirty. It's your own eyeballs not being able to. You yeah. got the you got the little boop things floating in there. You don't like that one. I bit. feel like we're getting crazier. Do you guys feel that way? I thought this was a good. I think no. I mean, this is great. This is great for the audience. But I feel like we might. There's a possibility that our minds might be slipping now at this point. Now it's because like we've been seventy five episodes we've been of the Game Over Greggy Show for so long that like. It's like all of our uh, little nuances and craziness yeah. is just accepted, and now it's just growing. Sure, sure, sure. There's you know no, we I mean? don't hide as much. No, we, we had don't. a conversation the other day about how we fart around each other. Yeah, and that's just that. Uh, you've always farted around me. But that's just you know how it's always been. Me, you know, it makes me uncomfortable, and I'm like, Greg, and you just laugh. Yeah, you just laugh. Yeah, I do. That My again. favorite thing is when Colin does, it and he, he he'll always say something afterwards like it had to be done, <laughs> and he just says it in that Colin ass way, and you're like. As, he, like, wa- as he walks away, he leaves you with it. <laughs> Better after him. He'll apologize yeah. if it smells. Somehow Colin eats all his horrible food and it just doesn't usually smell. I don't smell. Yours doesn't smell either. It no, feels yeah, it like it smells. Though, it. That's the yeah. thing. You know when your fart feels like oh, it smells, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't. When it's warm, there's a warmth to it. Yeah, and a yeah. slow when the fart e- exit. It must. It, it actually must be parallel to each other in the <laughs> sense that you know gas will expand as it's as it's warmer. So. You know, and condense when it's colder. So if it's a little bit warmer, it feels like it comes. It takes a little. It's a little more of a struggle for it to come out, and you know, it's gonna smell a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sometimes you can call, you can shot call like right before you even fart. You're like this one's oh, gonna yeah. be awful. I know. I know. Based on just the feeling of how it's how it's uh, working through the pipeline, that mm. it's gonna be a bad mm. one. The gurgles. And sometimes you know you, you save it if you're with your significant other and you know it's coming out. And you're like, you know what? It's the time for it. There hasn't been one like this in a while, and you, you eke it out and just wait. You know, I've often thought about that. Like when you kind of get it in the reserves. You yeah. know, when it, you get that moment, where you're like, am I gonna make water it past on your this? Glasses? <laughs> <laughs> is, is it about to pop out or or can I suck this in? And then mm-hmm. you, you reach that point of either it pops and you're fucked. Because it's a really double or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you are trying to hold back a fart, it's either going to be twice as loud yeah. as it was going to be or it'll just do the f- thing. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. See, I think that that can't be healthy. When you when you, when you try to hold it back and it comes out for a second and, and then rumbles back in. Yeah. You're like, there's nothing good. But my thing that. with that though is like, is it like just building up? So like, yes, it's building up thing. to explode like the containment unit in Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's a sign. All right. Going out of business. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the game over Greggy's show each and every week for sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can throw us a few bones over on patreon.com slash kind of funny and get the episodes early each and every Friday. But if you don't have the money to give us no big, deal we post it topic by topic day by day over on youtube.com slash kind of funny before we post the entire thing on the following friday on youtube and mp3 services around the globe i'm gonna start with my topic because we're burning daylight on this Mm -hmm. but stick with me this is a bigger conversation than this one instance so we call it evergreen uh josh whedon josh sweden josh sweden he's swedish right that's where he comes from sweden Mm -hmm. josh sweden Yes. Directed the Avengers movies. Correct. Did this show called Buffy. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Did, he's friends with Ashley Johnson. Mm-hmm. Love it. He that. has quit Twitter. Just qu- straight up off Twitter. And it comes in the wake of him getting a whole bunch of, you know, nasty tweets and all these things. My thought process on this, and I want to talk about quitting Twitter. I want to ca- talk about if, uh, let's just dial it back. Because for me, it all started, and I saw the canary in the coal mine with uh, the reveal of the Joker. Mm-hmm. When they put out the Joker, David Ayers. Mm-hmm. Or is it just No, Ayer? it's a, yeah. Just no. David Ayer. Yes, you know movies and all. This is the one thing we we're supposed I to be on Zach the show. Zack Snyder put out the, no. the David was David Ayer put it out. Okay, and put out the thing. He's the director Lito. of Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's too late now. You've already lost I'm, all credibility with our audience. You've lost all credibility with our audience. <laughs> wait a minute. Just wait a minute. My glasses are exactly the same as they were before. Maybe your sight's getting no, worse. No, 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 That's not Greg sure. Miller does it. He's kicking just fine. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just can't fucking take it anymore. It's okay. You are losing your mind. <laughs> it reminds me, you know, in Hook, the the guy that loses oh, his oh, marbles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then he finds him at the end. Spoilers yeah, for the does. end of Hook. Things are gonna end well for you, Colin. Don't worry. Yeah, you when you're 95, your glasses. Yeah. My glasses were clean the whole time. Man, you fly away Turns to Neverland. My eyeballs Be a 95 year old man hanging out with a bunch of kids eating invisible fucking food. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine, Peter. <laughs> no, that's a different. Take Peter the man. food. Put it on your body. They put out the Joker Peter. image. And I, I, we've talked about this before on some of the shows. They put up the Joker image, and my first reaction was, "Ooh, I don't like." Ooh, and I, I wrestled with it in the airport, airport terminal for a while. What I really thought about it, but I didn't tweet, and I didn't want to tweet. Oh, what a horrible thing! Because we create content, we put content out there, and I feel bad when you know we put it out and somebody wants to just yell at us or say something negative, right? But then the internet took the ball and ran with it, and was just fucking horrible about this thing, and that it was a travesty, and it was an embarrassment to the Joker, and these guys are terrible, and they should be taken off the movie, and da da da. And I thought about it, and I was like, man, what a fucking shitty fucking place for these creators to be in we you know have our audience the best friends or everything best who are generally incredibly positive once in a while somebody will stumble onto youtube who doesn't know who we are and they're mean in the comments and then everybody's like stop that's not what we do here we're, not, we're a nice bunch of people but to sit there and create to take a property like joker or like the avengers in joss sweden's 
place. Josh Sweden. Josh Sweden's place. Yeah. Uh, to take it out there and do it and have to interpret it for all these people, the amount of hate they get. And now this doubles back to the thing we're always talking about with internet hate, right? That we were trained in internet hate by IGN. Not because mm. IGN is IGN, but just that we put up so many st- so many pieces of content on a weekly basis that by your third week there, you you learned to, you know, you, okay, don't worry about it. I'm not going to pay you attention. you got a thick skin. It's drowned out. Thick skin. Drowned out all the, the, the very, very vocal minority. Right. But when you get to these creators, they're making a movie for two and a half years. They put out the movie, and then all, they get the vocal minority tweeting at them, saying they suck. And it seems like, all right, they're the vocal majority, majority when they're yes. not, Tim. No, they're, they're not, not at all. Not at all. So my question is, looking at this, do you see more people, directors and such, actors and such, leaving Twitter, not trying to be a part of it? Do you see that the, you think there will ever be a chilling effect? Can this get so bad? That directors will be offered, hey, Nick Scarpino, mm-hmm. you're a director here, up and coming in Hollywood. Yeah. We'd love for you to f- do the Nightwing movie. Totally. And you're going to be like, no way. Like, I don't want to even deal with the fans. Like, is this now a legitimate concern, you think, when people go home? I what, hate the- what, what is what happening? This, this one this today thing? is all up in my fucking grill. Do you think this is a legitimate concern that when people are now taking movie projects like this? <laughs> that, I know. It's bad news bears. That they have to worry about this. Is the internet in, in Twitter harassment? And or online harassment gotten to the point where it's being leveraged in a decision. No, no. I think that the the problem with Twitter is that, or not the problem with Twitter. The the beauty of Twitter is that it is the amplifier for the voice, right? Of of the minority or the majority. I think in in, in regards to the Joker, I don't think it was a vocal minority that came out and was like, "What's with those tattoos?" Pretty sure every single person on the planet that saw that was like uh there's something a little bit off don't not every single person true. on the planet i think, that's, I think, <laughs> I think the majority of people that, that saw that were didn't like the image because of those specific things and they voiced their their opinion on it and guess what you know they came out and said oh you know what that was just a, a lot of i don't know if it was speculation or if they actually uh, mm-hmm. came out and said those aren't real he's not going to have the tattoos in the movie that was just sort of like an anniversary stunt or something like that that they were doing um i'm still very unclear on the whole matter i'm very unclear on the whole matter too um but it's kind of interesting if you put that out, you get that the instant feedback, but you have to take the good with the bad. You can't have it both ways because Twitter is, by all accounts, it's one of the most honest platforms out there. If you only have 140 characters, you, you kind of throw out what you can throw out and people can just rip you apart instantaneously like that. Um, so you really do have to take the good with the bad on that. And, you know, for, for every bad thing that Joss Whedon got, you know, potentially for Avengers Age of Ultron, he probably got about a billion more for Bullshit. Avengers. Bullshit. You well, he did so? in dollars. You don't think I mean, that's the thing. That, it's no, like, I told I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Like, you know, like the creators of Fast and Furious right now, like, it, it's all relative. Like, Vin Diesel being on, being on Twitter when Fast 7 came out was probably one of the most powerful and, like, awesome things for him. Because every single person was tweeting at him, probably going, dude, great job. We're gonna miss um, Paul Walker. You know, you guys. Yeah. It was a, it was a fitting. But that's not the, that's not apples to apples. That's apples to oranges. And the fact that like I still stand by the fact that like I this is the IGN argument of like hundred people watch thousand hundred thousand people watch this video. There are two hundred comments. There are fifteen comments telling me to go to hell. The majority of people who see something see it, love it, Whoa, and bounce. And it's the same way it happens every time with actors where I'll watch a movie. This happened when I went to Mizzou for the football game. Me and my friend watched a, uh, a movie on an iPad waiting to get into Tailgate, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, I'm like, that movie was awesome. So I looked, I went to IMDb, found the actors' names, went to Twitter, found them on Twitter, sent them a message saying, you did great. And they both responded in like 10 minutes mm-hmm. because they're so not trained to do that. Like, there is a barrier to entry to give anybody any kind of feedback, and it's the hateful responses that send people out, I think, more than the good responses. Well, let's back up for a second. Why you Context-wise, why did he quit? What was he getting that – was it a bunch I don't of – I don't think he's released a statement. You imagine it's 
because of just over Twitter backlash but. from that's Avengers that. I mean, it's specific, there's a whole no, sexist it's, thing it's going on specifically right now. with the Black Widow or whatever. Yeah. Oh, is that? I didn't know that. Yeah, specific. it was specifically like with that sexist undertones in Age of Ultron and like misogynistic. Not just stuff. the Jeremy Renner thing. It was the overarching. No, was, thing. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that wall of tweets that somebody had assembled where they put all the stuff about like why'd you ruin Natasha da 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 and put all that together and then put his one tw- his last tweet in there it was like thanks for all the praise or whatever the good vibes guys see yeah like. yeah I mean it's got to be hard but I mean th- again this is like. This is the top, top, top example of right now. Joss Whedon, along with JJ Abrams, Josh Sweden. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Joe jo Sweden. Yeah, right now Joe Sweden is, um, along with JJ Abrams, like probably the two top directors in Hollywood. So I mean, it's a little different when people are leveraging uh, criticism against them, them as opposed to like, like I don't know. David Ayer, who's, yeah. who's you know just getting into Ant Man, everyone's like, no, our expectation for Ant Man is not exactly through the roof, right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, I can't put myself in his shoes. I can't even imagine what it's like. I mean, you're directing Avengers two is already probably going to be if it's not already, I think it's it already beat Avengers for uh, top box office. Yeah, we had this; it's breaking records and stuff. It's breaking all sorts of records. I mean, the guy's making amazing amounts of dollars for these studios sure but i still um, think the people who are see- who are tweeting at him are seeking him out to be mean of course and yeah but not- i mean it's just like like people are gonna do that because people are stupid and it's like when with the way that twitter works with the trending topics and all that stuff it's like when people see what's trending they want to get involved in that conversation so they just jump onto it and it's like it's the sheep mentality of like oh everyone hates this thing i guess i hate this thing too i'm supposed to hate this thing like twitter is such an easy way to be told how you're supposed to feel about mm-hmm. anything Whenever something happens, you go on Twitter and you click on the hashtag and just look, and that front page is just – it gives you that feeling of where is everyone yeah. at right now. That's and the same like, with everything, though. Every video you watch, and, like, you'll see if, like, the top four or five comments are super positive, then that actually does have a psychological effect on how people view that, right? Entirely, man. If you're going to go comment and you see the first – like, there's a, a comment that's been, like, liked or thumbs up, like – a thousand times and it's like this video is awesome you're gonna be like wait a minute oh this, this is awesome is maybe it is friends. awesome maybe my initial opinion of it was wrong because i think people are easily sort of uh dissuaded or persuaded but i mean you know it's one of those things where like i i've, I've never seen it in that vein because i've i've not i'm a little bit more skeptical than most people like if someone's hella hating on something i'm always the first person to think maybe i should like this thing like what's going on how come this is so polarizing as, as a thing hipster nick scarpino no it's not about that but i mean like it, it it all depends on sort of where you're at and how confident you are in 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 how you're engaging with these things right is that when you go to twitter and everyone's like this is shit this is shit this is shit well you need to ask yourself am i just going like with tim saying am i going with the crowd mentality or can i am i smart enough as an individual to form my own opinion of this i didn't see anything wrong with Natasha or, or the Black Widow. I, didn't th- I thought there was more character development. It, it, to me, that was just we're trying to develop a character that, for all intents and purposes, is not very well rounded, you know, or not very well fleshed out in the movie universe. So she might be amazingly fleshed out. In the she doesn't have series. her own movie. She just pops up in everybody right. else's movies and has. So let's give her a love interest. Let's make her sexy because she's sexy. Let's let's go back and talk about her. I mean, they go back into Spoilers. her history and it's kind of really cool. I thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard. What are you going to do? But you can't quit. You can't quit Twitter. I mean, you, you can't. Think be back? I think that's the thing. You quit it already like, once, right? But I, I don't know. I don't know the history of that. But like it, to me, it's like, all right, who cares? You're not on Twitter. Fine. There's so many people that aren't on Twitter. That doesn't matter. Like Twitter is a great thing if you want to be there. And if you don't want to, it's not a requirement by any means. How no will we talk to him? Are. Do you understand that yesterday Colin discovered, he fe- or told me at least, that Joss Sweden followed him on Twitter? This was our chance to get Joss Sweden on this show. Yeah, and, and now it's gone. That, is, that sucks. That really sucks. Thanks a lot, internet. But like this close, it's Twitter is not 
necessary for people and it is a place it's the internet and it's just like if you are gonna have a twitter account you're gonna engage with people guess what people are gonna talk shit people are gonna say nice things every once in a while it's just you're gonna get responses when you put something out there people are gonna have opinions and when it is your job to entertain people people are gonna have double opinions on that because they're paying for it or not paying for it or Mm -hmm. all that stuff so it's like you're, you're literally you're putting something out there to get opinions from people you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to get them. And it's like, they might not all be nice. And like when there is, like at the end of the day, the majority of people are sheep. They're going to look at what other people are doing and just copy that and say it again louder. And when you have Twitter and stuff, it just multiplies that way. And then it's like, then you see people like making funny Photoshops of the Joker or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's funny. I'm going to do that too. And then you do it. And then it all of a sudden it becomes this thin thing where it's like these personalities are raising their popularity based on talking shit about other people yeah you know yeah and it's just like it's this cycle of things and it's just like i don't know is that the nicest thing no is it a bad thing i don't think so it's just the way things are no but at the same time it kind of harkens back to that conversation we had with felicia day where she, we were talking about like how do you combat that right like how do you how do you fight against that and the reality is you just put out really positive good content like that's what you have to do to me avengers 2 was good Age yeah. Ultron was good good enough mm-hmm. it wasn't mind-blowing spoilers it wasn't avengers it wasn't dark knight but it was entertaining. It was exactly what it needed to be. I mean, again, we're not we're not going in there seeing Dances with Wolves, The Last of the Mohicans. Like this is a this is a comic book movie, right? Spoilers. It, it, look at how these people are drawn in the comic books. Like look at look at how the comic books. I I feel like when I read a comic book, you watch this movie. There's a lot more. W- these characters are a lot more well rounded than I would imagine them being in 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 this, in this form, you know, or mm-hmm. in the written form rather. But um. I don't know. They're telling a story about comic books. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Lighten up, everyone. Jesus I mean, it's Christ. so interesting to me, too, because it's like, you know, us as fans of these movies and these people and all this stuff, it's like, I feel like the greatest insult is us saying it's good. Sure. You know, it's like, it's because the people that are there saying, like, fuck you, you're a sexist piece of shit, and, you know, you but what suck. What's so sexist about it? I don't uh, understand. What's the this idea? Supposed to be? I mean, the idea would be behind it, right, is the fact that she had to have a love interest because she's the only female. Like that's what that's all she's there that's to it? do. That's sexist. There's no. I mean, like I don't. I can pull up the whole thing if you want. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like a no. whole bunch of like why would she need to randomly get caged up? It was really weird and not necessary at all. Well, that again, I don't want to go into the, like. That, but th- that's there's all a, that. That's stuff, a flaw but, in the plot. But, that's not a flaw in the fact that they're trying to oversexualize it. That's just they they wrote themselves and they're like, well, we got to have some sort of escalated tension here in the third act. I, oh, I let's mean, kidnap her. Yes. I don't know. But, it's just poorly written. It's poorly. But my thing structure. is, it's like the people that are out there that are saying like, "Fuck you, you're a piece of shit." Yeah. Those comments mean nothing. Like, I would think it's the actual fans that are saying, oh, "That's fine." It's not it good. It's not as good as the first one. Yeah, but yeah. it's not as good as that. It's not, that. You know what I mean? You don't think Joss Whedon watched that? Watch that cut. That that final cut. The final print was like, okay. Well, I know that's his whole thing. Is the yeah. other articles that are up about him lamenting how hard it is to work with Marvel Studios and how mm-hmm. these execs got involved with this film. And really hard. Took it away from him, and that's like why he's not doing another one. Right? Exactly. By the way, did you guys hear the the Spider Man rumors today? Uh-huh. Supposedly, the Sony deal came too late, but the original plan was. I should stop saying this. It spoils a little something from Age of Ultron. I'm going to stop. Well, but they were going to have though. Spider-Man in the video. Wasn't that in, in Captain movie? Marvel too? And they were talking about too? Yeah. That's, the, that's from the jo- the Joss thing I read. I yeah. didn't know it was going to be. Well, okay. Uh, this, there's no spoilers here. At the end of the movie, they yeah. were Spider-Man was going to be in that scene. If oh, you remember yeah, what the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. the movie is. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Oh, that cool. happened. That would have been dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, 
that's that's a to me a more pressing sort of thing is that like is is a lot of this being in I mean I don't want to speculate it's the guy's mental state but the exact same thing happened with John Favreau where he got through Iron Man two was like I'm done I can't and you know remember famously he he was like I can't they want me to do three. another one in like three months or some crazy shit like that and they they started going into production on two without half of a script or something crazy like that um, and he was Didn't like show. Well, that was his problem is he was like, I'm taking all this flack and it's not my fault. Like right. they want me back. You have to work within the constraints. There's no set of perfect circumstances. The bigger issue at hand is are people uh, uh, starting to watch these movies and like myself thinking, wow, this is just it's it's good, but it's kind of exactly like everything that's come before it. I am getting that sort of superhero fatigue. And is that because they're not like Marvel is so structured as to how they want these stories to unfold? Yeah. Like, uh, who who is it? Uh, was it Joss that said Edgar Wright's uh, first draft of Ant Man was, was the best it? screenplay that he's like that Marvel's ever had in their hands? And they were like, no, we can't do this because it deviates too far. Eventually, they're going to have to get to a point where they're like, you know what? We got to take the reins off because we're putting out the exact same movie every single time. Sure. And and it's got to be stressful, right? Like we have carte blanche; we can do whatever we want because there really are no. Uh, other than uh, our audience wanting to watch more of our content, that's all we have restriction-wise on what we're allowed to do. We can do whatever the hell we want. We can do this podcast, be five hours for Christ's sake, and we can take our shirts off. Like, there's no one yeah. telling us what we can and can't Colin do. As long, remove it. as long as our audience loves it, they love it. But like, <laughs> it's, it's an impossible situation that you're put in, and you know, it's not. It's it's no surprise that he doesn't want to come back for the third one. And I mean, the other thing is, like, guess what? Quid and Twitter is like, did that not get a headline everywhere? Right. You know, but like, for the wrong reasons, Tim. I guess. We now, took this man we loved and we defeated him. The internet. Yeah, did we? Or did it just make him look like even more of a cool dude? Where it's just like, I don't know. Like, now he's like, oh, you know, he did a good thing and he's not going to deal with this bullshit. He's better than that. You know, so when he comes back, everyone's going to be like, on his dick. Welcome home. Mm-hmm. I missed your dick. Whoa. Josh wow. Sweden's dick. Josh, Josh Sweden. Josh Sweden. Do you know the source of that? No. We uh, When me and, I, we and Nick made the uh, Star Wars director video on IGN, you guys should YouTube it. It's pretty cool. Um... Alfredo has a, a line where he goes, how about Joss Whedon? But Alfredo cannot enunciate for his can't life. Say. Yeah. Can't say it. And so he kept saying Josh Sweden, and it was just hilarious. It was one word. You know, how about Josh Sweden? Josh Sweden. <laughs> we had to do an audio punch, and you can actually yeah. see it. It's the worst like ADR ever. He's like, how about Joss Whedon? Yeah. It's like his lips move really fast. It's bad. God bless Alfredo. He's God pretty. He's so pretty. So pretty. So good at games. Tim. Yes. What's your topic? So my topic... Not so fast, Tim. Time to oh, pay shit. a bill. Mm. We got one of them. Their integration. Yeah, okay. Keep the lights okay. on. Thanks, everybody, who went on the Patreon pages and gave me feedback to my letter about what's happening with all the things. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you want them longer. Some of you want them shorter. We'll do a short one today. Okay. This topic is brought to you by Loot Crate. Oh, of course, awesome. Loot Crate over there, we have a whole bunch of them. They send you the, the goodies each and every month. You go to LootCrate.com slash KF and enter the code KF. You get 10% off any new subscription. You'll get six to eight items each and every week. You get the uh, pop culture. You get the vinyl figures. You mm-hmm. do all this different mm-hmm. stuff. The May's theme is Unite. So if Unite. You si- you, so if you sign up right Avengers ones. Go. If you sign up right now, <laughs> you get swag from super groups like the Avengers, Team Fortress, and more at LootCrate.com slash KF. Enter the code KF. 10% off your Baller. Loot Crate subscription. He was getting to it, Tim. I know. He was getting to it. This I is know. how it is. We just flow. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. You took my you took my ener- <laughs> you took song. my like lack of energy on that and you just amps it up like a hundred and ten percent. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> Tim, what's your topic? Mm-hmm. You got you don't have time to drink coke. Mm-hmm. This is your segment. 
Help me. I love Colin. Suck it right down. Now. Colin Suck is down. in such a good mood. All right, so my topic is a little bit interesting. I don't think Colin said one thing that's not per- like it wasn't pertaining to his glasses this entire time so far. Well, it was, yeah, it was just the glasses that he just said help. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my topic. So I had this girlfriend, and she does not play video games, period. Mm. Never has, never will. Not her thing. What's her problem? I don't know. I mean, she's, I guess for like once she played Grand Theft Auto and thought it was kind of cool. That's a direct quote from her. Okay. Um, but besides that, in. like video games, just she's never really been into them and also didn't know people were into them which is really that's a, that see you said that when you yeah. started dating her that doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense I, it doesn't to us how does a human being in 2015 not know that video games are something people do when you're just in a different group of people that like just doesn't do that but i mean like, you, you look through the know. fucking ads right you see a tv commercial you see a tv show it's not like video games are still hidden away yeah somewhere. but it's it's the same with us we're so immersed in it like imagine if you like you know kevin and i are very 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 deep into the climbing community mm-hmm. Um, but to you guys, you probably don't think about rock climbing ever. But I know ropes are are popular. I know You've seen ropes the movie are clip. popular. I love I'm that not, ropes are popular. I don't keep up with the popular music, but I know this Nicki Minaj girl is a big thing that people like. She is. There you go. People do. But if so, if, if you're you like I'm in, in big, if, if you're into Nicki, if, if you're like I'm into Nicki Minaj, I'm into, I wouldn't yeah. be like I don't know anybody even listens to this Nicki Minaj. Like eating ass like a cupcake. Is That's that, disgusting. You know about that? You're gross. That's her lifestyle. What does that even mean? I don't know. She likes it. Well, though. cupcakes are a tr- a, like a treat. Yeah, and they're super soft and moist. And they taste good when you put them in your mouth. You always want another one afterward. But if you eat the second one, that's where things start to get interesting. Did you Make see in Nashville about how you you tear off the bottom of the cupcake yeah. and put it on the top? You have a cupcake sandwich. Genius. Yeah. Genius. That's good. good. So my question here is, like, it really made me think because it's like, you know, I'm not trying to force games on anybody. And like, I, I don't want to force my interests upon people. But I was really kind of thinking philosophically, like, what games could I show my mom? It's like someone that's never played video games ever. Sure. Mom, you know, knows they exist, but like has never played one. Mm-hmm. If I were to show her a game, what would I show her? Because you know, like we we think, oh Mario Bros. You think like all these these classic games or whatever, but it's like I don't think that they they'd wrap their head around. What it are that you trying way. to What are you trying to show them? Just why video games are great? I guess I guess that's kind of what my topic is. Is what do you think? What am I trying to show them? Like what is that experience that I'm trying to give them? Like should is it an artsy thing? Like a journey? Yep. Or is it something that's more of just like a, this is a, a representation of what a video game is, mm-hmm. you know, or something like an Uncharted that's more like you like movies, right? See, I think you go Uncharted. That's the problem is they're going to be confused by it. I'm like, I don't, you know, you put a controller in someone's hand for the first time that's ever played uh, like a, a third person perspective shooter like that. And they're going to be like. I don't know. Gonna mm-hmm. be, well, they I'm, don't know. They're, they're, their muscle memory is just, it's not going to be there for them. You know? yeah. not, and I wasn't reading your question as having them play because I think that's an important Well, okay, that's the other thing too is like, should they play or should they watch you play? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Just they understand and then they could try something else. I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? I mean, so I'm starting with your girlfriend. Okay. Me and her are alone in your house. Yes. Are, are they wearing pants? Um, she is Daisy Dukes. She no, is. I'm in Daisy Dukes. He's in but Daisy. Greg's Dukes. in Daisy. Who's Dukes, in yes. Daisy Dukes? It's Colin in Daisy Greg. Dukes. I turn off the lights and I put on Last of Us. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that's got the most emotional punch from the jump, jump, and then you can get into the mechanics of how it works. I don't have her play it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where you start with this. I don't. I, for anybody, your mom who, in, if I'm alone in Tim's house with his mom, lights are off. She's in Daisy Dukes. I'm in a Superman Snuggie. Yeah. I also don't give her the controller. I, I don't. I don't turn it over to her. You know what I mean? I think this. Uh, this always comes back to my argument with like trying to explain to the old people in Congress who I need to die 
what video games are. Be careful saying that. Because they always talk, I always bring up the fact that, you know, like the reason they get all bent out of shape about video game violence is because they still, th- their one time with video games was their daughter playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES. And then she went on to another interest, never played video games. So now they hear you kill a hooker in Grand Theft Auto and take back the money. They assume it's a seven year old sitting you know, cross legged in front of the TV playing something like Mario. And that blows their mind. So to start with them or anybody on that end of the spectrum, I'd show them how far it's come as a medium and a storytelling medium. And that's why I picked Last of Us. Damn. That was quite Next the topic. platform. Colin? I think starting with something like Mario makes a lot of sense. I mean, my, my whole thing has always been, like, I don't want to be in a relationship with a, a girl that plays video games. It's never been interesting to me. It's, like, something I want to avoid. Um, and mostly it's because I don't want to date myself. So, like, this has often been a problem that I've had to overcome in various wily ways. Um, Dr. Wily ways. So, like, if you want to be, like, I think Last of Us is a good a good choice if, like, and I don't mean it in a negative connotation, if you want to be kind of pretentious in the sense that it's, like, this is what a video game can be, and, like, aren't you impressed by mm-hmm. video games? Isn't it so legit? Like, but if that's not really your interest, then, like, I think there's nothing wrong with going back to River Raid or Mario or something like that and being, like, you know, understanding the fundamental of gameplay um, as a video game medium, because storytelling was not important in games um, for a very long time, and so... Um, the fundamental aspect of playing a video game is still playing a video game. And so I, I, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily know that, you know, I've shown people the last of us in that sense of that pretentious, like, look how fucking awesome this is. But I would probably go back to something simpler, something without dual sticks and, um, you know, something on, you know, 2d plane and stuff like that. Well, so do you, when you say Mario, like, do you think it would be a 2d one? Like, like Mario bros, or would it be something more like a galaxy? I mean, assuming that the, the person, the girl in question is has been under a rock forever and has never seen a Mario game, then it makes the most sense to start with a 2D side-scroller. So I think the original Mario is still a masterclass of gaming as we've talked about gameplay and stuff like that. It's just that, you know, I've never been in a relationship with a girl that's played games, so I've, no, I've never had to not deal with this problem in some sense. So I have, like... And it's not to say I would never date, I guess, a girl that plays games. It's just that, like, that's... Not, I don't really want that, you mm-hmm. know? And so, like, that is... Like, I want something that someone that's totally different than me, and I've always had that in my relationships. Um, someone that can like bring in different things and show me and teach me different things that has different interests, you know? Um, and so you have to kind of, you have to look at it from both points of view where it's like, you have to kind of synergize like the whole, well, this is what I do and this is what you do. And so let me learn something from you and I'll teach you something about what I do if you're interested. But I, I would love to, you know, um, I just want time to play my games and, and that requires like the other person in the relationship having lots of interests that are whatever they are. But, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like this particular conundrum or whatever, I would just, I would start with like basic 2d platformers and show them, show them why games are fun. I don't think the last of us shows game. What, like the last of us is profoundly fun to play, but I don't think that's immediately obvious to someone that doesn't know anything about video games. I don't think they'd understand the first thing about playing that game. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you have to start simple and start with like the fundamental aspect of enjoyment and with that, you go back to like 2600 or NES, I think, pretty easily. Yeah, see, I disagree, but I think it's because we're coming at the problem from two different things. I'm not trying to get somebody to play video games. I'm trying to get them to understand why I play video games. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like jumping in and showing a Mario doesn't solve the problem of, well, that's simple. That looks like a baby's toy. Like, you've seen Mario. Even though your girlfriend didn't understand video games are something adults do, mm-hmm. she's seen Mario at some point. And again, that's probably where her education stopped. Mm-hmm. Simple pixels going through and doing this thing. She doesn't want to sit down and play it. She doesn't want to get invested in it and see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the hard part. Like I could, I'm not going to jump in and show them DC Universe Online, right? And be like, I spent 600 hours in this. And I, well, sometimes I just fly around and click exobytes. What? Let's do that for now. You know what I mean? No, that doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense. You know I mean? <laughs> like, it's a slippery slope. What do you think about a game like Journey? Where it's a shorter experience and it, it it's essentially a very simple game. Sure, I, but I don't think it plays in either system of what we're talking about. If you give them the controller and have them play that, they're frustrated because they don't understand, I think, 
how to make him move, what to do. And they don't understand that some of the interesting, what's some of the fascinating parts of journey, ride Are the limitations of journey. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like to us, it's like, Oh man, I can only do this. I can only move this way. That's interesting. How do I figure out this jumping system and the floating and everything else? So I think if they play it, they get not frustrated, but they're like, I just don't get what's happening. Why is this interesting? Mm-hmm. And then if they watch it, I think they get bored because they don't understand the nuance of what you're doing. Journey is also a gamer's game, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, to me, I'm sorry to interrupt because I know you were about know. to chime in. It's just, I don't know. I think it's just fundamentally important that we, you know, if people are exposed to games, you have to do it in a way that makes the most sense at the most rudimentary, at the most rudimentary level possible. Like, you know, again, like I've had, you know, girlfriends that have not been interested in games at all and then become interested in just learning about them. Never interested in really playing them, which is which is ideal because I, I hate myself enough that I don't want to date myself. You know? So, <laughs> um, so that, that's, you know, that's a, a good place to start. So, I, again, I just, you know, you have to... The Last of Us is a game I show to people to impress them. Journey would be a game that I would show gamers that don't maybe have a PlayStation 3 to impress them. But, again, it's the act of playing. You almost mm-hmm. have to start like at almost like a pinball mentality where it's like mm-hmm. where we're playing... The idea of playing a game, the, the pastime of playing a game is having a control in your hand and then controlling what's on the screen, regardless of like what the genre is or how it looks or what console you're playing. So I think you can go in a lot of different directions, but, you know, I would go with what the games that are just the most fun, you know? Um, because that's why we all started playing games. Mm-hmm. We didn't all start playing games because we thought they told good stories or mm-hmm. like that they were pretty to look at. That might be attractive to you when you're flipping through Nintendo Power, your instruction manual, but we didn't start playing games for those reasons. We got addicted to Kid Icarus and Mega Man and Castlevania and all that shit when we were kids because they were fucking fun. And then we read more into them and then games expanded yeah. and evolved from there. So I always think you should start from the very beginning. It reminds me of how my mom used to tell me that like when before I was born, my brother had an Atari 2600 and we had one when I was growing up, but she used to when Dagan would go to to um to school she would just play um frogger like all day and and uh she's a master at it yeah and she was apparently like nasty the roast at it. is burning everything's yeah. filthy in the house she had like some sort of exposure to video games and never really wanted to go back either and i think that's another thing that has frustrated all of us at times that mm-hmm. might be like kind of an ancillary aspect to this question is why don't people care about video games and like what even if you show them they don't care i've shown cheryl like many games and she doesn't she she's interested and she, she's engaged but she doesn't really care mm-hmm. that's part of Deluxe. and she loves super stagger but that's kind of part of why we get along like it's because like she's not me so it's like there's that other ancillary aspect of yeah. like balancing the relationship i've always been more interested in learning something new from someone i was dating as opposed to like getting mm. get just it being like me mm-hmm. like dating me you know so it's almost I almost like that the girls I date personally don't care about games because it frees me up from having to always do that, you know, and and maybe they can teach me something or show me something that's interesting or fun and, and expand my horizons. This has been done many times with, with you know people I've dated. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat with Colin is that I think that, you know, I struggle with that as well with myself where I, I am now more and more turning on netflix or turning on the tv and going jesus there is literally nothing on and when i say nothing i mean like everything just seems exactly the same as the thing that came right before right all the reality shows that are on are exactly the same um everything that's being told i know everyone's like oh tv's amazing right now but with the exception of like three or four shows that i can list everything else just seems really really vanilla and plain and like just white noise and so girls yeah so more and more i'm finding myself going wait a minute i have a second option right which is that like i can like last night i was like i'm gonna turn on netflix but i know there's nothing on there because I, I spend copious amounts of time blading through everything that's there adding stuff to my list and never yeah, watching I it did that literally the other day i went back and i was like 
I, I tried to find a movie that had been removed from my list like months ago because that's how long I, ago I put it yeah. on and then it just ran out. The license ran out. But more and more I'm thinking, I go, oh, you know, like which is, it's awesome because now I have to do Netflix through my PlayStation 4. And so I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm already in the PlayStation 4's uh, cross-media bar, so why don't I just back up and play Shovel Knight? Yeah. Why not? I'll just play that for 30 minutes. And by the way, I challenge anyone to sit down and play the Shovel Knight for only 30 minutes. It's like, it's not going to happen. I was playing it till 2 o'clock in the morning last night. Um, but I think for me, the importance is not necessarily the game, but what game is going to get them to uh, your significant other or person who doesn't play video games to realize that it is a great and healthy option too. Which most people view television as in, in this weird light where when you're watching, you think you're actually being like, I don't know if you're being productive, but you're getting something that you feel is of great value. Or when they look at video games, they think maybe that's just a child's toy or it's not specifically, uh, I don't know, something that mature people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, I think it's just a wholly different experience. It's a very active experience, and it's something that I think is a lot more gratifying in most instances than just watching the 14th iteration of Real Housewives. Um, not to say that that show is bad. God knows, God knows I watch thousands of hours of that, especially the one when they're in Melbourne. But um, my wife is slowly starting to come around to the idea that I play games. Getting her to play games would be a feat that... I just don't think I could do. Although she blew my mind the other day when she was like, hey, that game you're playing looks a lot like a game I used to love. And I think she said Mario Land on, on the 3D... The Game Boy. The Game Boy Color. It was a Game, Boy. Game Boy. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I used to play that. And I was like, I'm like, how do you remember that? She's like, oh, I was addicted to that game. And I'm like, what? Like, how, where did that fall apart for you? Uh-huh. Where did it fall apart for me too? I don't know. I guess yeah, life just gets in the way. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot. And like, to me, I think the, the games that I've come down to are... Mario, whether it's Mario like World, I think I'd go with World, Mario Galaxy. I was thinking Journey, but I agree with you, just in the sense that it is a condensed experience. And um, Last of Us, but then the other one is just Pokemon, one of the first Pokemon games. So either Red or a role playing game or Gold. And I think that the fact that it's a role playing game, it's kind of easy to wrap your head around because it literally is explaining what you need to do. And it's kind of just like you you get that sense of growth. So are you trying stuff. to get her to play them or watch them? No, I mean, understand. again, this isn't even so much about her. It's just more I was just thinking about, like, people that Where you go. Because, yeah, like, it's this topic went a little bit more about, like, relationship stuff. But it's like yeah. – uh, I, I really just mean it more just like if you haven't played a video game, like, where's a good place to start? Yeah. You know? Um, Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon's – I'm sorry. I was just going to say Pokemon's interesting because – and I don't mean this in a, in a – pejorative way because I played most of the yeah, games but, but it, it really is it is really baby's RPG. first role playing game yeah. so it's like so I mean that really is what it is I mean I, I hate to say it so it's because it's just it's easy mm-hmm. and it can be as deep as you want it to be yeah. and it's very linear and and it's engaging too yeah, it's, it's like fun. It, 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 you it's know fun. you get a nice sense of empowerment as you go which I think is kind of a big thing for why we play video games it's yeah. just that that sense of growth mm-hmm. and so I think Pokemon might be my leading game one of the OG ones, not with all these like freaking crazy ass. Not like, the one with beauty, the pedometer. No beauty contests and pedometers and all this like. No, yeah, I still think you put a. I still think you put a Mario game in someone's hands because you. I think you want that instant gratification. Whereas like the first, the second, I remember like the first time you pick up Mario sixty four, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just kind of in that front world mm-hmm. and you're just running around and you sp- and you didn't even realize you spent two hours just jumping in and out of the water and trying to get, figure out how Mario can yeah. move and like all this stuff. That is so gratifying. That you were like, I now I have to take this further. I got to see where this goes. Like, I'm going to go into the castle. I'm going to go to the first level and jump through the first painting and see yep. what happens. I mean, so that, Mario 64 is, a, 64 is a perfect example. Like, I was thinking about that. And, like, I agree with what you're saying. Like, those moments of discovery and all that stuff. Like, we all had that. But it's like, can someone have that as their first gaming experience? Or, like, do you need to have the 2D ones before it for that to matter? You know I don't think mean? it matters. Because I think that as older people, we... I mean, I, I use that... You know, that's all relative, I guess. But... um. 
we watched the evolution and played the evolution of games as they went. So we something like Mario sixty four was incomprehensible to us ten years before it came out, but or even five years before it came out. But we we still watched the evolution. But there are people running around today that Galaxy or Galaxy two were their first Mario game, and they're and they're just as entrenched in games as we are. <laughs> I hope that I hope that they've gone back. I think we I think we pull, we obviously you set it up with like a, a question of your girlfriend, and I think we just went back into like kind of tying it into relationships because I think that's how we mostly interact on a regular basis with our significant others in terms of. Mm-hmm our major hobby and so i think it was just natural to kind of go there and i wonder i wonder in a sense if you know it's kind of like a canary in the coal mine too about a relationship working or not working maybe in the sense that even though i've never dated a girl that maybe i just never found the right girl and when i was dating that played games i knew girls that played games but um but it was always a thing where it's like you don't have to understand this you just have to accept it right you know like that like that was always my thing and i did date girls that didn't understand it and not didn't last and didn't you know because it's like i the beauty about about cheryl with this instance is she has no interest in playing games or really learning about them but she just accepts and knows that i must play the games yeah and um yeah it's like my wife devours us weeklies (laughs) you know what i mean I'm not going to judge her. That's her That's her guilty pleasure. Yeah. That's the thing she likes to like relax mm-hmm. and decompress and spend time with. And she just crushes through those things. Now she has a – thank God she has a subscription because mm-hmm. she used to spend like you know, three or four bucks a week on it. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing with that? She's like, we used to smoke. And we get in this conversation and then try to have sex with her. That's how it goes. How's it work? Never works. Okay. Never works. The S Weekly doesn't get him into bed. No. The old but I sympathize with that. Because you have, you have to have your own thing too. you know. And, and that's the thing. Like I don't know that I could date someone that was – well, I guess I could probably date someone that was really into movies, but probably yeah, but that's probably d- argue a lot. Movies are almost different, right? Like everyone likes movies. I guess my wife is really into movies, you know, so that's a different thing. It's it. That's I guess a, almost a productive thing too. Is that I'm I'm very self deprecating the fact that like I hate myself. I don't want to date myself. But that's always been, and I've always I've made that joke long before I knew you guys. Where I was like, you know, why don't you date a girl that likes video games or nerdy things or whatever you're into? And I'm like, I don't want that because that's mine, you know, like, right? And like that's and like, but it's like almost there's almost overarching things like movies or music. Where it's like everyone likes music. You know, I mean, I guess that's kind of like the reason I bring up this topic is it's just like, why are games not that way too? Because like I, I would argue that like still too young, but I would argue that games are that way. Like it's impossible to not like these games. Like whether it's a a game on your phone that you're just that's what I was gonna say. One of those things is like everyone that thinks they don't like games, they do like games. Like my parents don't play games, but they play Words with Friends. And that's a game. Yeah. Like that's uh, a video exactly. game, right? Like, and so it depends on the experience. I think mobile gaming is one of those things where people just go, oh, it's not, a, it's not gaming. It's just a kind of pastime right, right, you're doing right. here and there. But in reality, that is gaming. Like mm-hmm. that, you're playing a puzzle. A puzzle is a game. You're trying to solve it. You're playing against someone. It's combative. It's a game. Mm-hmm. Um, as to how you get them into the in, into console gaming, which I think is kind of what you're really talking about, like console and PC gaming. I don't know. That's a hard. That's a that's harder because that's I think to a lot of people that especially people over the age of like 35 or 40. Um, that is a, it, we grew up like right on the cusp when we were still being judged for playing games like when I was a kid my parents were like I don't understand why this kid is sitting in front of that box eating just shit tons of Twinkies and playing Street Fighter 2 like it looks I don't understand right she doesn't get go out and play go out and play that's what I can you know would hear in my mind in reality she didn't care um, that's why I was super fat growing up in reality she's drinking bourbon in the other in reality room. she's just like the, I don't know where this bottle of wine came from let's put it in my mouth um, I'm kidding my, my mother didn't it's develop like, it's like my parents didn't develop their drinking problem until much later in life uh, but now I think it's a little bit more commonly accepted right where like if kids growing up now like it's it's a no brainer you're gonna play games that's just mm-hmm. it's everywhere it's, it's everything and like, but to Greg's point, I think they are still very, very young. It's it's a relatively young medium. Mm-hmm. Like, what really didn't become popular until what early mid eighties? 
with with NES. Yeah, well, Atari and then Atari, and I guess, and but then it came back. But and the, the arcade, the arcade rush too. I think look at it in baser terms. Like you meet a girl, you meet a guy, you meet a friend or whatever, and you're like, "What are your favorite movies?" And it's like, "Oh, Caddyshack." And I was like, "What are your favorite bands?" Three Eleven. What's your favorite game? Who asked that? No one asked that question. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like that's like so. I think it does Spades. speak to a. I think it does speak to a more niche. You Hearts. know, we we overestimate. I think I do think we first of all. God bless mobile platforms and all that kind of stuff. I think there are real games on mobile platforms. I think that a vast majority of games on mobile platforms are not video games that we that like in terms of the way we classify them well, as yeah. games. Otherwise, everyone fucking plays games, and we all know that that's not true. So, like you know, if you play Candy Crush or Words with Friends, that's great. I'm glad that those games exist. If you enjoy them, God bless you. I I don't think that, um, and I'm sure there are great Candy Crush is very addictive, but it's not like the video game we look at. So we have to remove ourselves like one step from that kind of game, sure. and then get into the kind of the more PC console handheld games, and then the hardcore games like, you know, on mobile devices like yeah, Hearthstone. To, to, to me, it's just like, I, I guess I'm saying that because you, 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 you minimize, like, it seems like everyone plays games, and they do, I guess, in a sense, but they don't know they're playing games, and that's really the thing that matters right. most. So once you identify it as a hobby, then you get into a much smaller group of people, and that's why it's not, you know, we, like, a movie ticket costs $10 or $12. A game costs $60, typically, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, the inflated cost of how much money move, games make more than movies, it's not really an honest figure. You know what I mean? In well, terms also, of, like, you how have to proliferated have, it is. You have to have something in your living room. To be able to play real games, right? Exactly. Like, how many people are really gonna like? That's an extra added step. Everyone's got a TV in the living room. They had they've had a TV in the living room since TVs were a thing, right? So, since they became uh, uh, cheap enough that everyone could afford one. But not everyone's gonna go out of their out of their way and learn what a PlayStation Four is or what it's gonna do and how you can play games. I mean, that's just it becomes very very confusing. I mean, it is it is something where. With TV, again, it's a very passive experience. You sit down, you turn it on, someone's already programmed it for you, you don't have to think. With a PlayStation 4, it's like, cool, I figured out which one I want to get. Xbox, PlayStation, Wii, I'm going PlayStation. Now what do I play on it? Now do I download that? Do I go buy the game? Do I do all these things? Like, It's a very complicated hobby, right? It's not like it's not like, it's not like watching TV or going to the movies where you're like, there's only four movies out, one of them is Fast and Furious, Pfft, no brainer. Go to go see that, right? I don't know. Do you not fall into the idea, Colin? that eventually the term gamer falls away because everybody plays games? No, because, I, again, like, I, maybe it's just a... Like, maybe it's... I'm not trying to isolate people that play games, like, more casual games as people that aren't worthy of the title gamer. I'm actually looking at it the other way, which is to say, like, gaming is such an insular group of however many millions of people that, you know, tens of millions of people that play the games that we often overestimate, maybe because we are gamers, maybe because of the the, the, the you know the industry that we're in that it should just be more predominant than it is. And, and it's just, to me, it's like, think about, you know, PlayStation three, right? Sold 80 million units. That's like a lot of units in, in, in games. Xbox 360 sold a similar amount of units, but then think about like just how many people are in the world and how many people go to the movies or how many people go to a concert or how mm-hmm. many, like, it's like, it's not ubiquitous because it's not ubiquitous. You know, like right. that's, that's, that's just the, the, the hard and you know, the, the, Grand Theft Auto Five is like one of the best selling games of all time, and it sold like forty million units, and that's a lot of units. But but there's like what there's six and you know six point three billion, billion people, or whatever, in the world. And it's like well, okay, like that. You know, we just have to remember that it's a more insular and small community, and I kind of like it like that too. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where you know you ask a person their favorite band, you ask a person their favorite movie. Will we get to a point where you ask them their favorite game? Maybe I don't know. It's just it's I just, think you will. It's just, and, and 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 I'd like that world, but at the same time, like I like that video gaming isn't for everyone. I I don't think that games need to be for everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's okay. 
just like gardening is not for everyone or fucking it, you know whatever it like will spinning be. you know you know vinyl is not for everyone it's it's, it's a totally you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's just like everyone's got their own kind of thing i often think that we seek um legitimacy mm-hmm. as a, and we don't have to do that and that was the point i was making earlier when you're in relationships like you don't get it then fuck off like i don't care i get yeah. it you know i'm a gamer and i play games and i love video games and we don't have to seek that kind of, um, and this gets away from Tim's topic. I know quite a yeah. bit, but but we we don't have to seek that kind of legitimacy because it doesn't matter. But know? I but I think it will be because you know if you look at how movies have been made, movies are still a relatively new media medium as well. And like following how they were made, granted they had a huge technological sort of advances right at the beginning, and then we had film for a very very long time. But I mean, it wasn't a commonly accepted thing to begin with either every new form of entertainment is going to take a few generations to right. get because it's yeah. not like you're converting the older generations you're not you're just waiting for the newer generations to grow up to it and and it's it becomes a staple in their life mm-hmm. so like my mom's never gonna play games right yeah. but that's what i keep talking about with the old people dying right they're gonna they're gonna pass off to the next land whatever that is valhalla whatever um and then the kids 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 are gonna always grow up having some sort of device that can play games because eventually, guess what's going to happen is that your cable box is going to go away. You're going to have to have something else that serves all your streaming content, and that's going to be a PlayStation 4. It's going to be an Apple TV or whatever the next iteration is. And guess what? That's a computer. So that computer is going to be capable of doing much more than just streaming streaming content that someone else made. You're going to be able to interact with that to some degree, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to grow up with that. And by the way, they already do grow up with it. It's right here. It's in their hand. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it takes up half their body, and Tim's going to have to have a backpack for his phone. Well, put his phone in his oh, backpack. Wow. And he'll take it out. It's going to be on his wrist It's going to be like, be like, be like when Moses had, you know. What do they call them? The Ten what are they? Yeah, that's what they were. Yeah, nailed it. The tablets. The Catholic school. Yeah. And it's just like this, except it's just going to be one of them. It's going to have sexy pictures from the when, tribe When you it. went to Catholic school, Nick. Yes. Did you did you look like this? Oh, God. <laughs> my brother's an asshole. He's got to stop going to to my parents' house. Did you see his picture? Can, can you see that, Kevin? Yeah, you can see it. Did you see my brother's picture that he put on his, his Twitter? Uh no, it's it's him. We he it's the other side of that photo. We my mom dressed us both in those hideous sweat uh, sweater vests, and he's like smiling, but he was so chubby back then. It was cute. I, I love was it. Than I love that your that brother just awesome. texted me that. It's amazing. Uh, look at look at his Twitter. It's it's, okay. it's at Scarpino man. You can see it's uh it's got he, he has his picture of it on there. It's hilarious. It's he had amazing hair too. Colin, yes. Let's stop it. Um, it's a hard one to explain, but I'll do my best. The way I pitched it to the gentleman at the table was. We at one point broached the uh, the subject of guilty pleasures, things that you might acknowledge that maybe aren't the best, but you really love them, right? So like Jericho is like not the best show in the world, it's very corny, but I fucking love that show. And I think it's a really great show. Or Three Eleven is like my favorite band, but I understand why people don't like them. They're you know they're they're they just do the same thing over and over again, right? Um, and that's a common complaint. People are like this song sounds no different that they wrote twenty years ago, and the song they just wrote. I'm like, well, that's why we like it. So many years ago, getting out of copyright strike from the defunct Capricorn Records that put that record out, Transistor. Um, but I wanted to talk about. I wanted to go in a different direction and talk about the things that people might not talk about or understand or like that you authentically think they're kind of crazy for not, for not liking. liking. In other words, like something that's of a high quality like that. that you like and that people might not have an opinion on, but you just don't, you're surprised. Like you think it's really one of the greatest things, authentically a great thing. I'm going to give you an example. Okay. I watched, and I've brought it up before. I watched the show The Good Wife, which is on CBS. And I think they're going into like their seventh season. Yeah. This show is fucking phenomenal. Like authentically brilliant. And like no one, and obviously people are watching the show because it's it's been renewed fucking a million times and stuff like that. But I never heard anyone one time 
ever say anything about the show until Walt Williams said something about it like six months ago on Twitter. And I love Walt Williams. Walt Williams wrote Spec Ops The Line. He's just a, a pretty famous games writer and has great taste. Just a very talented dude. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to check this show out. And it ended up being astronomical. Yeah, my like, wife, and, my and wife ha- loves that show. Like, it's a really, 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 really good show. Mm-hmm. And um, the perfect melding, as I've explained to people, of serial and uh, like uh, the more serialized kind of aspects of the show with the procedural aspects. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like Law and Order meets Lost. And I don't mean that in a literal plot way. I mean, it's like sure. there's an overarching theme that is touched on and storylines and plots. But then, like, each show can be watched by itself. And there's mm-hmm. not many shows like that, first of all, that mm-hmm. have, like, such deep, renewal, renewable characters, as it were, and plots. But then you can kind of just get the story if you want to just watch an episode. It's just a court case. Sure. Right. And um, so I wanted to throw that out there and see, like, what you guys think of, you know, some of those things that people might not like or tune into or listen to or whatever that are, are – that you think are authentically great. So not like 311 is my favorite band, but it's almost like half a joke at this point. Right. You know? I love them and I'll always love them. Sure. But I understand that they're not like the fucking epitome of music, like, you know, the Beatles, you know? Right. Um, so I use my, my example is a good one. The, my, another example, frankly, is Battlestar Galactica. So like, like, oh, you know, so, so I use those as examples and, and kind of, at, you know, solicit what your guys' examples are and we'll talk. I feel like Tim and I have gone back and forth with this a lot over the years. Yeah. When I first met you, you were like, you would show me all these crazy YouTube videos and I'm like, these are garbage. These are like... There is no level of, like, storytelling in these. They're very, very simple. They're very, 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 like, in-your-face just for, like, effects-driven videos. It's not until later that I realized that there was a lot more intricacies to them, and I, I developed an appreciation for them. But you would swear by these. You're like, no, these are good. There is, like, there's depth in these. And I think part of it was just I wasn't seeing that because my idea of what depth was was slightly different than yours if that makes mm-hmm. sense and then you of course timely tells history has proven me wrong and that a lot of these guys have grown up and or you know in the last nine years and have monster followings mm-hmm. and are really really entertaining and what that told me was my idea of what can be entertaining and what can be meaningful is not necessarily the the sort of prevailing idea of what that is right yeah. everything's everything's relative and that was one of the first times interacting with you when, when you know we were like what 20 when did you start IGN 21 22 that was 21 yeah 21 you coming in and me being you know late 20s ish late 20s yeah. um and being sort of set in my ways taught me that I'm like oh wow everything changes it's constantly changing my idea of you know uh uh Movies first are are the are the best way to tell a story. Then TV, then maybe video games, then maybe something else. Then then far down the line is a YouTube video, right? As far as like how I'm engaging, how that's important to me, and that's an actual legitimate thing that I'm going to sit down and watch for entertainment value. That's completely wrong. Like every generation has their own thing, and your generation was or your specific thing was I want to watch like Freddie W or I want to watch all these other people that you introduced yeah. me to, and I was like I don't get that. Now I get it. And that's and that I guess is kind of. I mean, going off of that, like one of my things would be Red versus Blue, which is Rooster Teeth's flagship series. And for that, it was like five years. The first five seasons was just a bunch of dick jokes and like stupid, stupid jokes and like characterization of these dumb characters. And it's just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really not even that funny. It's not even that good, really. Right. But then from season six to ten, they like took all of that and they're like, we have five years of character development we've done for Mm -hmm. not really going anywhere, just developed characters. What's a really cool story we can do with this? And they like really brought it to the next level and it's like they created the storyline that every week had a cliffhanger that me and Kevin would watch the episodes every Monday and be like, holy shit, what are they going to do next week? How are they going to solve this? What's going to happen? And it's like that was one of the first moments where I was like, this is a web series that I'm watching as if it's a great TV show. Mm -hmm. 
and it's on its 13th season now, and I'm still completely addicted to it. It's mm-hmm. still super good, and it's it's just been really interesting to, to see all that. I definitely would put Red versus Blue as my my thing that I would just swear by being good, even yeah. though I feel like a lot of the things on my list, it's like you got you got to get past the the shit to get to the good stuff. That's everything. A though. quick shout out, like. Seriously, to Fast and Furious, where it's like, mm. it's not a joke when I say, like, I love that series. Mm-hmm. Is it the best example of cinema? No. But I, I feel like, you know, if you get past the shitty movies, you get to something that's really good. And it's... You really just have to get through two. It's a... No, man. It's... I mean, you know... Once you get to three, you you understand it. And then you're like, I can suffer through four. And then five... You got to get through four. Right. Like, you got to get through one, two, three, and four to get to four. five, six, and seven. I like four. We you liked four because it was shit. just like the return. Yeah, and everybody was, was back. You're like, this is a big deal. Yeah, but it's like if you really kind of dedicate to get there, it's worth it in the long right. run. Right. And for me, another thing would be the the Saw franchise, which gets a lot wow. of hate. But the first three movies, I thought were great. They told a great story, and like mm-hmm. it all built upon it. And again, it's you have to dedicate into it, and you have to want to like it to like it. Right. But it's. And I, but I love that shit. It's just like, like all the twists and stuff. Like there was so much thought put into how all the characters intertwine and interact and how they the, their past line up and all this stuff. And I was like, this is really fucking cool. Yeah, I have, see. My problem is I think I I like what's mostly popular as far as far as like I have different tastes, but I'm willing to admit that not everyone should watch Psych. In fact, if you <laughs> if you've watched Psych, a couple episodes of it, it's not for you. Don't do it. It's not for you. Um, I do have the guilty pleasures, but I don't think they're guilty pleasures that I would try to swear by. There's no way you can't defend like I, I could be like, okay, it's entertaining. It makes a lot of '80s references, but like a good litmus is that my wife will sit next to me, but like this show, I don't, I don't get the show. The show's dumb, and mm-hmm. then I'll start looking at it through her eyes, and I'll be like, get out, get out, because you're ruining the show, and I need this in my life yeah. right now. Um, Dooley Hill's awesome too. Dooley Hill's amazing. James I mean, is amazing. Other things that I would like just swear by would be Spectacular Spider-Man. As a cartoon series, as the second best Spider-Man series, no, as the best Spider-Man series, and like I honestly think that it's like one of the best cartoons ever. It's just such a solid two seasons mm-hmm. that's just good, and it's like you look at it and the art style is a little off-putting because it looks kind of like kiddie, but then you get into it and you're like, wow, this is the best kid adult show cartoon. I, mm-hmm. I love it. It's so well written. It's so good. It's probably one of the best Spider-Man tales ever, and that's awesome. And then the other thing would be, and I feel like this is a perfect example for this topic is. My two favorite animes, which are Death Note and Code Geass, which I've talked about a million times. And it's like, those are super popular within the anime community. But I feel like anime in general is a perfect example of this, where it's like a lot of people don't like it. It's not that popular of a thing mm-hmm. overall. You in know? the States. Yeah. yeah I mean, in just, Japan, yeah, it's, and it's just like, you know, the people that love it fucking love it. But like, if you don't love it, it's so hard to get to convince someone, hey, you should watch an anime. You That's know? true. Anime. They're instantly like, if they're not into it, they're just like, That's weird it, it takes yeah i mean that's the thing even for me i used to i used to love anime but you getting it took you what a year to get me to watch death note yeah you're like dude just watch it and i'm like fine i'll watch it and finally i was like this is great have i watched a lot of anime since not really yeah just because there's not a lot of great anime out there i feel but i'm sure i'm wrong i'm sure there's plenty of it there's out there. a lot of really good but ones. there's not there's not that a ton of it like on netflix mm-hmm. so i just and that's kind of where my attention is for yeah. the most part but death note and code geass are two to me that i'm like i swear by the fact that even if you don't like anime, if you watch, if you give it six episodes, you will fucking love it. Like, and that's two hours total. Like, if you get into it, like, you will love it. And I swear by that. Mm-hmm. Greg? I haven't wet anything I like, I feel like. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you do. You, you have I love Superman. Tastes. I can't understand why people. I mean, the problem is that I have. This is the same thing Tim's talking about as anime. Is I know why people don't like Superman. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can point you to, you know, four or five different Superman series that you need to read, but they're turned off because in this one movie, he rewound time. And so for the rest of their fucking lives, Superman can rewind time and he's a dumb hero. You know what I mean? It's like, all no. right. Like, I understand that argument. I'm not, that was a bad, that was a bad call for the Silver Age Superman character. Yeah, but are you getting away from the, like, this is what I'm wondering is if you're getting away from the, the question, because I was wondering with this Tim a little bit too with the Fast and the Furious example where it's like, I've seen. I saw the first three Fast and the Furious movies. I think in the theater. Yeah, mm. and I get why people don't like Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I get why people do like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, the core question is more like something that is so fundamentally good that you don't understand how people couldn't like. Well, that, that's, what I mean? what I'm, like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Fast and five, six, and seven. Okay, so that's fair enough. Because I'm wondering, like, you're already saying, well, you understand why people don't like Superman. Yeah. So that kind of negates your your whole thing. It's like mm-hmm. the idea is like, can you understand why people couldn't? possibly not like Superman. But you don't understand why people couldn't possibly like The Good Wife. Well, that's what I'm saying. There, there is, like, The Good Wife is so immaculate that like that is the example where it's You like, can't poke any holes in The Good Wife as a fan who's watched it. Like, I, I just feel like anything I like, I can be like, I understand why somebody wouldn't like yeah. this. Especially as reviewers, the number of games we've had to play and be like, I can totally understand how this isn't a game for you, but I think it's the time. You can't poke holes in it, but I think that it's... it's. I mean, that's a good point, but that's not really the point either. It's, it's something that's... You know, Superman's an interesting example. If you really, really felt like you know you you didn't understand why people didn't like, it. I guess what I'm saying, like, there's... I just don't think anything's perfect. I don't think there's anything perfect. I think mm-hmm. we, I, we should be able to. Yeah, I mean, for Superman, all the stuff, it's fairly simple. Like, they just haven't made a good Superman movie. Like, and then and the movies are the most are, are the most mainstream sort of uh, uh, platform for that character. And yeah. so when people see Superman, they're like, oh, the movie sucks. So Superman suck. Mm-hmm. They're not reading the comic books. Yeah. Like 90 percent of people that know Superman have probably never picked up a Superman comic book in their life. I've maybe read three. A lot of them are garbage too. Yeah. And then, and that's the thing. Like I've read, I read, I don't know. You get, you get like the sort of like, Hey, download this free comic. And I downloaded one where he was fighting, uh, uh, General Zod on the moon or something like that, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, look cool. That but, sounds like they dropped you into a place they probably shouldn't have dropped you into for yeah, free. No, definitely not. Just on the moon fighting Zod. That's yeah, he was literally like just fighting Zod and like there's like and, no board bubbles because there's no oxygen. No, they were like they were, they were in they were on some sort of base and he was like working for Zod. Okay, I don't know. Does that sound familiar? Superman was on a base working for Zod on the moon. I don't know if it was the moon, but it was definitely space. All right, well, stretch me a, a rock. bit. <laughs> okay, I'll pull it up rock. my phone. After Thank this. you. Please let me know that. Yeah, um, I feel like Invincible I, is a good one for you. But I can totally get why you don't. Like, that's. I'm just saying. Like I, I guess it's just because I've had to vet so many of my choices mm-hmm. so many times. When somebody comes to me, like I know Colin doesn't like superheroes, so I would never recommend something. But even if you are a casual comic fan and like, oh, I would like to read Invincible, and it's like you got to understand that it's a slow burn getting going, and it's making fun of a lot of superhero tropes, and then it turns this corner, and then they're going to start introducing, and then there's going to be possibly too many threads, too many things happening. I love the Walking Dead video game. I think the Walking Dead video game is amazing, right? But it doesn't run great, and it, you, you get the setup of how it's coming and going, and you understand what's going to happen. The same with the comic. The comic's great. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of down points to it. You know what I mean? I can understand why somebody would lose interest. Yeah. But I can understand I why Colin doesn't like it because they're not driving to the answer he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I just want to. I'm sorry to interrupt. But I just want to say that I, I don't. I've said this before, but I don't dislike superheroes. Mm. I like Batman yeah. very much. Mm. Like I really like Batman. I think I don't like. I think I don't like Marvel at all because it's not what I'm looking for. Right. And DC seems like it has more of my sensibilities. But again, it's really with only this one. It's mostly just. Batman. So I just want to say that, like, I I I don't want to come across as closed minded. I'm quite open minded with it. I just want someone that's like Batman. But like, you won't read Batman comics. No. No, certainly won't. Some of them are open minded. Well, because I don't like. I don't like. The comic I know. Book I know. Format. I'm just saying. The comic this format is the problem. Is I don't think there's anything. The comic format just doesn't make sense. I, you can say that as perfect and then show it to somebody and I'm not be able to poke a hole. I'm surprised that you didn't say Weezer. 
Like that. That to me is like they're like an almost an infallible pop punk, like pop rock band. Like, Re- well, I mean, like Pinkerton alone, Blue Album like, and Pinkerton. The Green Album's awesome. Like, they, like you but know, but then they make kept believe, making up to make believe. Maybe like I, I'm just saying like the, like the, <laughs> the were, Blue Album is a fucking great sure. record. But like we, a ten. There, there are like Weezer's not like. There are two things that I can think of off the top of my head that if I met someone that didn't like that, I would question. I'd be like, we got to unpack this. Uh, one is Star Wars. I've met maybe in my life a handful of people that are like, meh. And I'm like, what do you mean, meh? I don't know. What does that mean, meh? You've never seen Star Wars? I mean, maybe I saw one when I was a kid. I don't really remember. I'm like, how does that not – how is Star Wars not like the, in the forefront of your brain? How do you not have at least some sort of knowledge, a base? Like when we grew up, I don't know, I grew up in the '80s. It was also it was just Star Wars. It was like Star Wars, Michael Jackson. That's all you had room for in your life. If if, you, if something else had to come in, you had to get rid of one. And you're like, ah, Michael, Sorry, ja- Michael Jackson probably is going to go before Star Wars. Let's be perfectly honest. Uh, the whole Neverland Ranch thing. Um, that was not in the '80s. That was happening in the '80s, probably. Yeah, we didn't know about it until the '90s. Date line. Um, so yeah, I met. I think I met someone the other day. I can't remember who it was, but it had never seen a Star Wars film. Like I just haven't seen one. And I'm like, that is so weird to me that you could have grown up in the United States and be roughly my age and never seen a Star Wars film. Not so much weird if it's if if you're talking to a girl because girls, you know, especially in the 80s, like they weren't turned on to that kind of thing. It wasn't really that, that, that your mother that or father was when traditionally was, would be like, go see Star Wars, right? right? As um, if it isn't bad enough right now, gender identities back right. in the 80s. It's for sure. You're playing with a Barbie and you're playing with a Star exactly. Wars. And that's it's how this like is you get Luke Skywalker, you get Barbie. And if you guys, you know cross it over one I had a one he has to go to camp I brought a popple um, to a fucking playground once oh that was the end of that popple what's a popple it was like a stuffed animal that was like right there like the, the kids just tore it apart like the other thing to, to your Weezer I had a penguin reference. too you stored stuff in their stomach and turned out that was a girl toy yeah no, but I love that fucking that. penguin but I got <laughs> bought pretty hard for <laughs> that very yeah. thing, just, like, the, the only thing you're allowed to have from when you're like eight or on is like a cool lunch pail gun and then mm. when you hit like 12 you, you gotta throw that away you gotta brown you bag a sports it ball? or you gotta steal things that's what you gotta do um, for the music reference, though, you brought up Pink Floyd before we talked. Mm-hmm. I've never really been a Pink Floyd, but I, I am still and always will be a huge fan of Led Zeppelin. And if I ever, you know, it, every once in a while, I like, hear someone who's like, I'm not a big fan of Led Zeppelin. You're like, how could you not be a fan well, of Led Zeppelin? Well, that's the thing is I, I'm not a fan of Led Zeppelin. Really? But here's the – I like Dire Maker and a few other songs, but like my, sure. my, my, my dad – You don't dislike Led Zeppelin. No, no, but that's the thing is I to to get them. it. Right. I'm not really a huge classic rock fan at all. Like I feel like rock has – evolved so much and has become so much better by the mid to late 90s i feel like it was just different sounds it, it, it's different sound but it's yeah. a more progressive sound sure and a lot of people would think that's sacrilege my dad would punch me in the fucking side of the head if he saw, heard me say that well also, but, but, but don't, the, don't forget that you grew up in the 90s so like that sound and that message vibes with you a little bit more than like led zeppelin or like sure. Pink floyd where it's about like anti-war or like drug abuse or like i listen to nirvana and i'm like oh, okay i kind of get this this is a little bit of a lost generation in the 90s coming out of the 80s and not really knowing where we're at culturally sure but i also grew up in a household that was unusually musical you know in terms of like lots of instruments you know right. uh being played by me and my, my, you know my sister my parents are both fucking huge in the music um so we grew up with a lot you know i was listening to the moody blues i was listening to the beatles i was listening to you know a lot of you know uh, zeppelin and stuff like that the, the point i was making with zeppelin was that i don't really li- i would never go and like i'm gonna listen to led zeppelin today but i get it I yeah. totally fucking get it. You know, like when you listen to it, and you listen to it in a genetic way and where it came from and where it was in the time it came out. It was very important. Mm-hmm. It's the way I feel. And Pink Floyd is one of my favorite bands of all time. I fucking love Pink Floyd. You know, yes, in terms yeah. of its in terms of its it, its contribution to prog rock and space rock, unparalleled. You know what I mean? Um, and 
you know, the whole stoner generation ate up Pink Floyd because that was what it was at the time. So again, you have to, even if you don't under, I'm sure you understand Pink Floyd, even if you don't like it, because it came from the era it came from. I get the cultural relevance. Pink yeah, Floyd. and the, and it's the, same, the the way I, with the Star Wars thing was good for me with the with the Beatles, where someone's like, I don't like the Beatles. I'm like, you're your fucking mind. You know, like there's See, nothing in that entire discography that you don't like. There's nothing. So define. I mean, that's that's the thing. I like the Beatles, but I have never sought them out. Maybe once in my life, and like. I'm gonna listen to a Beatles song. I'm bumping right now. Yellow Submarine. Right, right here now. comes the sun. Like I, I gotta listen to that real quick. Do, do, I'm do, in that do. kind of a mood. But there have been multiple times when I've been driving and been like, I need some immigrant song right now. Yeah, it's a, immigrant songs are right great. Right song. now, or I need some Stairway right now. And then you just end up. You're on an hour drive. You end up listening to like ten Zeppelin songs. It's an hour drive. Three Zeppelin songs. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I guess the point is, is that like, yeah, I wouldn't. You like Zeppelin. I wouldn't listen to Zeppelin. But I would never, I would never understand someone's like Led Zeppelin sucks. Like, what are you nuts? I would be. You no, know what I mean? Like, that, like, like, that and that's, point, and you that's, can't defend that. You, yeah, you're and, like, dude, you're, you're. I'm arguing with an insane person who's gonna eat my mm-hmm. fucking face. You right could now. say Three Eleven sucks, and I would totally get that. Everyone, so my, everyone, in my family fucking hates Three Eleven. It's like, like that, that, like my, I grew up, and my, my sisters always made fun of me for listening. I'm like, what the, fuck? like we taught you, like it was really a little thing, like we taught <laughs> we you taught better. You better. Than this. Like you, you didn't grow up, you didn't grow up with MTV. You grew up with all of us shoving music down your right. throat, and you should know better than this. Yeah, and this is where you ended up, you know. And it was like, it was a big like kind of, you know. You know, listen to Day You want know, rap? Listen to De La Soul. But it's like, you know, and De La Soul's from Long Island, so we can appreciate that. But it's it's <laughs> they get a pass, actually. And I love De La Soul. It's another group where I'd be like, I don't know if you'd understand what you're talking about if you said you didn't like them. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I just want to talk like briefly about about that because I think there are things that we acknowledge all of us like that is not maybe not good, you know, or that like you understand mm-hmm. like when I love Lincoln Park. I, yeah. loved, I fucking loved Lincoln Park. Love, love, love. Like love Hybrid Lincoln Theory Park. and Meteora were excellent records. And I'll always, perfect. They and, were perfect. And I'll always. And then you listen to them. You're like, they're not perfect, but they were. They like, were yeah, perfect. Like I, in, in that time, like 2000, 2001, 2002. I'm like, this shit. It's not gonna get much better than this. And like, but you go Jesus. back. You go back and you listen to Hybrid Theory, and it brings me back to high school. Where I'm like, yeah. this this stuff was really good, but I can understand why, and it is really good. But, but I can in the understand end, why it doesn't it, really matter. It, it's exactly right. You can understand why people not, might not like them, but certainly Jesus there are, Christ. like, these pillars of music or pillars of film or pillars sure. of TV or books or whatever. It's like – and so I, I brought The Good Wife as my example, but I, w- I was just curious of, like, where it's like I don't – I think that there's always going to be a, um, an objective viewpoint, right, yeah. of, of how you feel about something. Sure. But then there are facts, right? And it's not necessarily a fact of taste. It's a f- And I'm not even sure Good Wife would be a good example of this. It's just a fact of, like, well, the Beatles, like – the Beatles were a revolution in yeah. rock music. Rock music would sound nothing like it sounds today if it wasn't for them. And that's undeniable. So you at least must appreciate where if you listen to rock today, you must appreciate the Beatles. I'm not saying you have to go listen to Sgt. Pepper. You should. But I'm not saying you should go listen to it or you have to or you even have to know any Beatles songs. You just have to know that they were important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's we can talk about with video games. Mario. You know, Miyamoto. Well, you might not like Miyamoto's games. Maybe a lot of them are samey now or something like that. But like. Try to deny his importance. You're a crazy, yeah, you you're a yeah. crazy person, and so that was kind of the the, um, the point of the conversation. Because we've talked so much about guilty pleasures, and man, Lincoln Park was a guilty pleasure. Mm. It still is a guilty pleasure. Still, is. yeah, but I mean, you're describing the difference between like a guilty pleasure and a classic, right? Like the Beatles are a classic. Zeppelin's a classic. Mario's a classic. Like I would put those in the same area. I would put like the Godfather trilogy, right? Like you know, you should probably like that movie. If you don't, you got to ask yourself, why don't I like? No the one Godfather? needs to like Godfather three. No, go. Well, I'm sorry, you're right. The, the first, I was not even the first, first, not even the two. The oh. first Godfather is a classic. If you watch that film, two's good. Two's okay. Um, it's really long. Um, yeah, it's long. 
it's good. It's okay. It's good enough. All right. It's not the best. Um, but one is a master of storytelling. Like, I mean, that is just you watch it and you can't help but be taken by that world. Even if you watched it now, I would I would challenge you to to go and sit down with it, watch that movie, and go and, and render any sort of criticism other than praise for it. Um, but yeah, Lincoln Park. I mean, I put Lincoln Park in three eleven in the same in much the same vein as like Duran Duran or like the like the pet show where you're like, I was gonna say, no, I'm not talking about it. But you know what I mean? It's like not a lot of people would think Duran Duran. Oh my God, revolutionary band like, but that, people like them. But Duran no one's gonna be like. No one's gonna fight to the death. That's not gonna be a hill worth dying on for for Duran Duran, right? Like if you're like they're the best, I'm like I'm not. I don't need to talk to you about Duran Duran. Boingo, Boingo, great, good for you. Boingo is another per- <laughs> perfect example. Where it's like Dead Man's Party, great, great song. Oh, awesome. Not gonna it's not gonna go to my death party. defending them being one of the greatest bands ever, right? They don't need to necessarily. I can understand why someone would say I don't, they're not my thing. I'm like I get it. it's not your thing. That sounds not your thing. But the Beatles, on the other hand, is like if that's not your thing, it it is your thing. You just don't know it's your thing. So before we, because I know Greg wants to wrap it, I'll probably get to the last topic. But I want to, I want to reach out to the people out there. I want you in the comments of this YouTube video. If you're, you know, you're gonna be listening to the audio, in which case you can't really partake in this. But just write it down in the naps napkin in your car. Yeah, yeah, and throw it out the window, and then it'll. It'll be, get to. I, us. Don't throw it out the window. Don't litter. <laughs> throw it at the top. Um, throw it at the top. Oh, they love that. They love it when you they throw it when you. Throw um, it you should. I want you to just Don't list like I want you to list a movie or a game or maybe a movie, a game, and a, an album or a band or something, and uh, your examples of the things that. Like we were talking about things that you just, that are just good. Like yeah. that you think are just good. And you can, like Greg said, you can poke holes in anything. You can poke holes in the last of us if you want to. But it's it's a matter of like the things that you don't, that are just, they're just good. And you yep. don't get why other people don't like them. Not your guilty pleasures. But things that are, should unanimous, like should be, if we were to all vote as a society, they would be considered good. Right. Because like, I'm interested good. to see like what what some other people out there of different age spectrums that both genders all these kinds of things different places in the world geographically what you what yeah. what your what your notion of that mm-hmm. is i definitely I, I want this clear just for everybody that a lot of the things i named do not fall into that <laughs> yeah i mean i would say fast, i would say fast and furious is yeah go, it's fun yeah it's, it's not a not, classic it's not that i was more 30 talking years about from now people aren't gonna be like there's not gonna be a cult of fast and there furious there will be people. but well, but we still be making. We're going to be leading that, Nick. But um, <laughs> it would probably be because of the. Cars. It's, it's going to be it, most of the things I named are just old. more things that I think are, are are worth watching that I just think are are actually legitimately good, right? Right. And don't usually get that rap. Nick, can we take a break for one second? Sure. Thank you, Nick. Yes, it's time for your topic. Fantastic. But first, oh no, a word from a sponsor oh, paying yes. the bills here. This is from Squarespace, and I tag this one with you, Nick. Okay. Because you built our site on Squarespace. I do love Squarespace. Kindoffunny.com was made on Squarespace. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to Squarespace, squarespace.com, and enter the offer code KINDOFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of stuff. It's usually, you know, this is getting you 10% off. It's 8 bucks a month. Uh, you get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for a year. There's 24-7 support. But you made our site on it. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I swear by Squarespace, especially if you're going to make something that is a portfolio site or something that you want to, you have to get up fast. Squarespace is a great, uh, has a great tool set for that. What I liked about it a lot, and something we didn't talk about, when we talked about this last week, we didn't talk about it here, uh, the fact that when you made it, it automatically, you were very impressed, I remember the day you made kindoffunny.com because it looked the same on the Mac, on the PC, and on the phone. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. I mean, it's scalable. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I like about it. And it's very, very simple. I mean, you don't have to know anything about HTML coding. You can you're literally stupid. go in You don't there. know anything. I don't know. I don't know anything about HTML coding. Yeah. I know that it exists. You, we've it's, heard I know of that it. it's a thing. Yeah. I know that Colin knows a lot more than me about it. Um, but w- I remember when we were starting the business and we needed a website up quickly. We bought kindoffunny.com. That was how we kind of knew we were going to name ourselves kindoffunny.com. And then we had to design a website and we were thinking about paying someone to do stuff. And we had some help from some outside vendors. But finally, it came right down to 
we just need to we need this and it yeah. needs to be done in two days and i'm like well i've heard squarespace is pretty simple i'll give it a shot and within a day maybe even a couple hours i was like oh i have my head wrapped around how this is gonna go i think i know i mean i taught myself anything i needed to know with that uh with squarespace and we got the website up and it looks pretty much exactly like it does it did then it does now all right okay go to squarespace.com sign up with the offer code kind of funny at checkout to get 10 percent off no credit card required with your trial and let us know in the comments what domain you would want to get i want to hear what gross. websites you want to make whatever you just did is gross we're gonna get a lot of I, gross responses in the comments i don't want gross responses he wants what's your topic Nikki? my Nick. topic is from patreon oh patreon.com slash kind of funny yes uh mr kenny char uh Ooh. asks which of the kind of funny crew would last longest on a desert island and how long do you think each of you would work together before turning on one another and then in parentheses he said or would you so we're so all together. His assumption is that we're all together, and then at some point we're gonna do we're gonna go uh, Lord of the Flies on ourselves. Sure. And one of us is gonna have a conch, and the rest of us are gonna have to throw that like whoever the chubbiest one of us is. Okay. Off a cliff. Didn't they kill him, or did they broke him with a rock? How'd they kill the kid? And they said, "Sucks to your ass, Mar." Right. Oh and they God, like they did. They're like, "We're Lord of the Flies," and the adults came like they were like, "What the shit <laughs> is going on?" <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Flies is crazy. What's yeah. happening? On um, this awesome though. Question. In this hypothetical situation, does it have to be only one person? Because my question is, like, if we're alone on a desert island, why would we go after each other at all? That's yeah. what he's asking. He said, do you think we'd turn on ourselves? I don't and know. if we, we did, who would? No. I think it would start. It would be very stressful, but we would naturally work into the same group that we have here. We'd figure out each other's strengths. Yeah. And then we would go for that. I feel Hopefully like this is like a metaphor water. for this business. Yeah. So it's like we've done so well so far. It is. So and we'd survive at least four months. Probably. I think so. I mean – you have to you have to think that on a desert island everything is heightened, mm-hmm. so maybe two months. But hopefully by then we've gotten rescued. Yeah. Okay. So we can look at it that way. So we'll go half the time. So we've been doing this for four months. So that means two months. Five as of today. Five. Okay. So two and a half hey, months. Happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. Happy, oh, this is adorable. <laughs> but uh, good wait, this is, it's only been four, hasn't it? May. Yeah. It's oh, been, I see. You're saying yeah, sure. It's four. Only four. It's only been four. So two months. That means that we would have survived together for two months on the island. And theoretically, we'd be feeling the exact same way we're feeling right now, which is we all still love each other, but we we're tired. get really stressed and we're stressed sad and about stuff sometimes. But I feel like that'd be okay. That would just like – because we still have that drive to do more shit, which means we would have the drive to hunt. And survive. Right? And figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if we have Kevin too, like I don't know if that's part oh, of it. We would have eaten Kevin by now. I don't know. I wouldn't eat Kevin. Kevin like, would turn so on reasons. us. We guys no, talk about no, the look no. in his eye. He would turn on us. By I now. think Kevin only... is the type of dude that, like, I've said this a million times, but if I was in a zombie invasion, apocalypse, apocalypse, yeah. or invasion, like he Flares would be that the came from the sky. The, I mean, it's not even just that. It's like whether it was a zombie apocalypse or I need to go to Home Depot, I'm gonna call Kevin. Yeah, like he's just my guy. Or if I just you know want some Taco Bell, I'm just like, he's an all-purpose tool. He is. He's really good. at He's being. like a Leatherman. Why do you assume? That Kevin would want to turn on us. Is it because he has an insatiable appetite for corpses and one of us must be dead for this? Because this is one of the things that I'm I'm worried about on that desert island is that if it's a desert island devoid of any human, you know, there's no, you know, human heritage there at all. Right. Where the first humans are really set up to camp there, then Kevin's really going to be in a bad way. My, well, I mean, if he's is, in a bad way, doesn't mean we're in a bad way, too, because we're also not getting sex. Yeah, but well, I'm married, I just, though, so that's, like, normal for me. Oh! Zinger. No, I think with Kevin, having Kevin there would be awesome, but I do think that he would, like, because Kevin would, like, build all the huts and stuff for us. But then, of course, he would probably trip <laughs> over a power extension cable. At, how the hell did I get on the island? We don't even know. And he would take the entire thing down, killing one of us, if not all of us. And that's when the opportunist in him would spring forth and pick... Whichever one of us was closest and freshest. 
um, and he would he would now, bounce. Colin. How long? Uh, what are you? What are you talking? Uh, we need to speak best to our personal influence on the island. How are you doing? I can't envision you eating a bug. You don't like seafood, so we're. we're but here's the thing. Greg. Lay it on me. I'm the only one of us from an island. Now this no, gives me. Don't even now get this the gives fuck me. Out now of this, I hate now, you. Now this gives me an advantage good. because yeah, we haven't good. we haven't specified what island we're stranded on. We're stranded if it's on a Long Island. island. <laughs> We're going to be just fine, Greg. We're going to be just fine. We'll be all right on Long Island. But I think that me coming from an island gives me an an innate advantage in this situation because I know what it's like to be on an island. Mm -hmm. I lived Mm -hmm. on an island for many years. Uh I lived very close to the water. I lived lived only a quarter mile from the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the south shores of Long Island. So, which is the greatest of all islands. Mm-hmm. So, if I could survive, so if I could survive on that island, surely I could survive on on some on some ran, random island. We have many of the same dangers, I think. I think also, Colin, many of the same dangers. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. High taxes. Um, <laughs> dysentery. Yeah, one of them. Uh, I think also Colin craves solitude, so I think he'd be okay. My worry with Colin would not be that he would not survive. It would be that he would just disappear one day, and he would be totally okay without us. And we'd be like, what happened to Colin? And you just cut forward like two months. And he's just living in a loincloth, like staring at the sky. Just every morning waking up, doing his little elliptical machine still. Don't know where he got that either. Probably the same place Kevin got that power cord that he gets to trip on to kill us and have sex with our bodies. All sorts of crazy stuff. I like the idea of you guys being alone and me being somewhere on the island. But you like every once in a while you catch glimpses of me like a silhouette on a, on yeah. a mountain. And it's just me. And then I just turn around and walk away. And you, and, and you guys are left with Kevin and the like we're just di- and, we're like dying and the power cord and you're but thriving on the other side of the, the island that's the thing like if we if we kept seeing glimpses of Colin and like he just wasn't talking to us like I'd, we'd start the plan to kill him yeah, but that's the thing like he's gone we'd have off to his rocker. that he was trying to kill us he's gone off yeah. his rocker I'm not gonna put up with this I can't I'm I like can't. the others oh, yeah exactly I My can't God. have this threat yes. fucking broke ass Ben Linus coming after me I I think, like, okay we got a good plot here though we're getting somewhere so eventually you leave and if Kevin came back dead then we know that Colin had turned. We send in the loudest one of us. <laughs> you gotta we'll get send some it. recon from Colin's camp, Kevin. He's <laughs> fucking knocking down they, huts. They, they call him the cannonball. <laughs> it really is a. It really is something watching Kevin move around. Like, like How I. How did you describe him yesterday? The He's opposite, the opposite of a ballerina. Of, of a ballerina. <laughs> you think of a ballerina as very, as graceful. very graceful and very, you know, very nimble. Yeah. You know, very dexterous. Kevin is none not of those that. things. He is not. Kevin that. is the exact antithesis of a, of a ballerina, and it, it's just funny. Like watching Nick watch Kevin is actually my favorite thing because when we do our let's plays, Kevin just like it's like painting yourself into a corner where like he'll bring the soundboard and like the confidence monitor and, and our very expensive fucking camera, and then just surround himself with them, and then cannot get out. You oh, know, and out. then he, he like yeah, he squeezes past. The the tray table that we bought at Target for ten dollars that's holding the confidence monitor that's attached to the camera that if all of it goes down it'll just pull it right with it squeezes past that which takes them an extra fifteen to twenty seconds and I'm just like Kevin get ahead of that problem just move the monitor over to you're right Nick you're right you're absolutely right and he moves it over and it just like within one second I just have this flash that he's gonna trip over one of the cords and just tear all the room down into one little hole like the end of fucking poltergeist just like <laughs> and with us with it like yeah. we're gonna be in that yeah. hole together like sandwiched in there well i said i told you that my vision of kevin because watching it like i can't believe he hasn't eaten shit yet like in, in like some of the stumbles he's taking but always have caught himself so maybe we're not giving him enough credit or this no, dexterity he does but- the thing where he does it and he looks at you he looks at me like did nick see me do that and i'm like yeah motherfucker i saw you do that and we heard it and we heard it there's two things that i'm confident are gonna happen at some point 
I don't know if it's gonna happen here or when we get an office. One is Kevin's breaking that camera. Yeah, it's gone. And Kevin's that that yeah. very expensive C one hundred. That's why we got insurance for it. Number two that's is why, that that's why we got the insurance. Is that Kevin <laughs> is going to have a Chris Far which was we described yesterday as a only can only be described as a Chris Farley like fall. Where he's going, not into like you know, not into the ground. He's going through a wall. Yeah. Like he's gonna, like he's gonna trip and stumble and fucking go right through a wall. Like you know it, or on the ca- or like on the, on the table, on the table, just collapse the table like an accordion. Like I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. That'd be fine though. You, we all know it. That'd be fine. Yeah, he'll he'll bounce be, he right be back. It's just you're gonna have a Kevin-sized hole in your wall for the rest of existence. Oh my God, looking like a silhouette of Kevin, like in the living room. Just. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's the way it will be. Tried to catch himself, went right through the drywall, into the load bearing stud, through the stud. He's fine. It's okay. Spitting out some of the insulation. It's a funny visual, anyway. Oh, I think we'd be fine. I mean, we'd just we'd, we'd figure it out. We'd freak out for the first like few minutes, and oh. we'd come together. See, only a few minutes of freaking out. What are you gonna do? You can't freak out. Forever. How did we, we get there? Where life. are we? We were on. We were doing uh, kind of funny live on a boat on a cruise ship in the Pacific, or are we yeah. in the Atlantic? We're Pacific. hopefully in the Pacific, where it's okay. warmer. Yeah. But okay, so. Aren't there. Or the Atlantic. Not countries. a lot of islands in the Atlantic, but there are some, and I don't think you want to be there. Uh, unless you're in maybe the Caribbean. Mm. Maybe we'll be, maybe we'll, just so this is not quite so desolate, maybe we're on like some sort of island off the coast of like Hawaii and we get found within a couple months. So at least all we have to do is like s- just stay the course for two months in Hawaii. We're okay. <laughs> I still feel we're like, okay. I still feel like I have just an inherent advantage from being on, from an island. You're you used know, to really one of those things by that, water. Yeah, That's I mean, I'm thin. Water doesn't scare me, the ocean doesn't scare me. Ocean doesn't scare Beach me either. sand doesn't scare me. You I mean, know you can trust all the hamburgers there because they won't have mustard mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's one of those things where Greg really is at a disadvantage because he's from the heartland mm-hmm. of America. Glenn Lale in, in Illinois. Yep. Yeah, he's scared of water. Glenn Lale in Illinois. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's gonna. He's probably gonna freak out the first time he sees water. Yeah. Because he's never seen the beach before. He's never taken a shower. Seen his Lake Superior. And he yeah. He's a tough guy. And <laughs> it's like there's no waves. There's no salt. There's no fish. All that. It's just a dead lake for all intents and purposes. Might as well not even be there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a tough question. But I think we'd band together. I don't think we'd kill each other. That's mm-hmm. a good point. We should just eradicate the Great Lakes. Why are they even there? Jet skiing. I mean, I can't figure it out myself. Truth be told, you can use over. what the St. Lawrence them. River to get out of the Great Lakes though, and follow it all the way to the ocean, right? You can go. You can go from the like the three lakes around you down the river to Lake Ontario and Erie, and then follow it to like through Quebec, and then actually get to the ocean, right? Sure. Didn't didn't someone go in all? That's how the Great Lakes were discovered. They thought that was like a Northwest Passage to Asia. So there's a way out. I believe everything you're saying because I have no idea if it's true or false. Uh, you guys I'm gonna go brush up it. on some of this, some of these things. Also, we I, were great at I memorizing need... the names of the lakes. That's what they taught you in school. Well, there's only history. History. What is there's yeah. only five of them. I mean, yeah. memorizing. Fucking the great... look at the map of the United Superior. States. Name the stupid fucking lakes: Michigan, then Huron. go there, get all the fucking states, get all the capitals. That was the test. It wasn't who the fuck yeah. found this. How'd they find it? If it were a matter of hundreds of dollars, could you name two, three of the lakes? Lakes? Yeah, the, the Great, great lakes. lakes. The five Great Erie. Lakes. Because there was a show. Look at the smile Fox. he just had. There's a show on Fox called Erie, Erie Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Show. We've already named, a but that had nothing to do with Lake Erie. No, but that, it, well, you remember that. You remember it. With it. Um, Doesn't matter how you remember it. But Lake Erie's in New York. I'm not. I'm not putting it on the spot. I don't think I could. <laughs> Doesn't matter as long as he knew Erie. <laughs> I don't think I, I could. No, no idea. Is there a Minnesota lake? No, the lake not. of Minnesota. There's a thousand lakes. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. That's not a great lake. Damn it! That is a dried lake. Ah. Dried lake. Well, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota is ten thousand lakes. There's in Minnesota. ten thousand lakes. Doesn't they say the land of ten thousand? Yeah, it's lakes? on their license That's plate. That's stupid. Is that like, like the counting puddles like the and shit? Pretty much. Yeah. That's some bullshit. It There's is. a lot of gla- glaciers. I think we're terrible. I, I need to bring this up though. That Kevin. Kevin made a good point. He just texted me, and Kevin was not made to be on land. 
And he is the least graceful motherfucker in the entire world until you put him in water. And this is not a joke. I so, might have said this before. <laughs> you guys, one day you will see this fucking piece of shit <laughs> in the water. And it's upsetting. What does that even mean? This motherfucker. He just like, he'll dive into a pool, hands by, the, by his side. And he's just like. He's like a magic the most dolphin. Grateful little doll, graceful dolphin I've he's ever beautiful. seen. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. He's so and beautiful. Like, it's so, it's beautiful. It, it really is, and it's upsetting because it's disgusting at the same time. Now, I, I, we should, we should preface. We give Kevin a lot of shit on the show. Kevin, no, I really, we, we, we really do appreciate all the work you do for Kind of Funny. You're a valuable member of the team, but you gotta quit with the corpses. You gotta stop that. Why, Nick? Just let it go. You got it's unhealthy. You're gonna get. I like that. We haven't had weird bacteria. We we hadn't done the corpse talk in a long time, and then Colin opened the box, and then it was just an explosion (laughs) of corpse. Well, it's because I read. I read all our social media, and I know how how many people are engaged with this particular subplot of kind of funny. So it's so funny. Colin yesterday was like, I, I, it wasn't my fault. We're talking about this. I didn't bring it up when it came up that one time. He took, like. Zero credit. Zero credit. You got. You got to just go where the where the conversation takes you. Sometimes, Kevin. And unfortunately, you get mad at me. I didn't do anything. We're just staring at you, you and you're such a today. beautiful, beautiful cherub. Kevin, this is a fact. Like, <laughs> you like fuck. Corpses. This is just like the Good Wife. It's an indisputable fact. <laughs> jo- John Hancock signed the you know the Declaration as big as he could. That's a fact. Yeah. You. That's such do a what you do. And that's a fact too. I mean, I'm, I'm. You know, these are the things that are going to be read, read about in the history books. Once it gets on. It's fine. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good topic. I like that. Okay. We never really it. came to a conclusion. I honestly, I mean, the honest no, answer is that if we were stranded on a desert island, we'll be fucked. And that, and that's the the. None of us have the first piece of knowledge of how to survive. Can anyone start a fire? I've been to Laughlin, Nevada. Okay, it's pretty much the exact same thing. I know that there's bugs, and then you should probably not. I read the book The, the Hatchet, so I think I'm pretty prepared for that. I think I, no I think to know fire. how to start a fire. Yes. Okay. Because uh, that's what my, my dad. My dad's like an outdoorsman. I always said if there was anything, anything ever happened, I would make like a beeline back to Long Island. My dad would be fine. Um, and we always used to say, "You guys kid around me about how I want a Red Dawn to happen." There's like we always kid around with my dad, like how my dad kind of just wants to disappear. Like something happens and he's just in the woods and he's gone. Like like I, I know that about my dad. Yeah. You know? yeah I, he used to make jokes. Fender like, bender. He used to make jokes like, "Give me what did he used to say?" It was so funny. We were all eating dinner like at, a, at like out, and he's like, "All I need are matches, aluminum foil." And like a, and a canteen of water, and I'll be fine. And I was like, "You're fucking crazy." <laughs> What's he do with aluminum foil? I don't know. I don't that, know. But that's one of the things. He what said. do you make? You make a bear eat it? So I don't it know. Dies? I don't like, know. That's what he wants. I think you could wrap yourself in it, or so, I don't know. Like so, to keep warm, probably. Yeah, you it's could. a conspiracy thing. You could. It would keep you warm. That's for sure. He's a funny, funny cat. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can toss us a few bucks over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny each and every Friday and get the episodes early. But if you don't want to give us any money, go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny Monday through Thursday, topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing on Friday on MP3 services and that there YouTube. Buy a t-shirt uh, like this team fat one at kindoffunny.com slash store. Yeah. Uh, this would be the final... No, there'll, there'll be one more Patreon episode before Kind of Funny Live. Yes. I'll look for cool stuff coming out of Kind of Funny Live on the 16th. Ooh. We hope to see you all here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be fun. Come see us on Twitch. Yes. Do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter. And start being nicer to Kevin, everybody. Everybody, do that. Everybody. Everyone's in Everyone's into different things, and that's okay. Yeah. Kevin isn't hurting anyone. You're not hurting anyone, Kevin. Just the survivors. Don't fuck dead bodies. <laughs>